Hello, and welcome back to another episode of Discipleship.ca. My name is Teresa, and with me today is... Steve. Thanks for joining us as we have another discussion with the hope, prayer, and goal of encouraging you in your daily walk of faith and journey towards Christ-likeness as we explore scripture, faith, and the Christian life, as well as talking about what Jesus is teaching us on our journeys of faith. Today we are in Psalm 54. Uh, Steve, would you do us the honors to read it this morning? Well, this morning for us. I will. And I now realize why you're asking me how to say the people that this psalm is to. Uh, or about. Or and the Ziphites. Yes. I'll stick by my pronunciation. I don't know if that's correct. <laughs> oh, that's what I said. Yeah. I asked if it was the Ziphites. Yeah, exactly. Now all of a sudden I'm, the Ziphites? Out, like, I'm like, I don't know. why is she asking me this question? Then I looked at it and I'm like, oh, because I'm about to read it. That's why. Uh, so, only if you read the intro, really. We're going we're gonna to read it all because it just sounds fun to say Ziphites. Anyway, Psalm 54, um, a masculine of David when the Ziphites went and told Saul, is not David hiding among us? Yeah. So, oh God, save me by your name and vindicate me by your might. Oh God, hear my prayer, give ears to the words of my mouth. For strangers have risen against me, ruthless men seek my life. They do not see God or set God before themselves. Behold, God is my helper. The Lord is the upholder of my life. He will return evil to my enemies. In your faithfulness, put an end to them. With a free will offering, I will sacrifice to you. I will give thanks to your name, O Lord, for it is good. For he has delivered me from every trouble, and my eye has looked in triumph on my enemies. Mm, Thank you. So here we have again, Saul is after David. This is the time of David's life where he's hiding out. He's been told he's going to be king, but that has not actually realized it yet. Saul is still king. So David is looking to God here. He's in trouble. He's in danger. He's calling to God because God is the only one who can save him and because his name has power. And David is asking to be vindicated by God's might. Now, if you understand that at this point in time, the Ziphites went and told Saul David was hiding among them. Mm-hmm. Um, David has been betrayed by them before. Now, the Ziphites are actually Israelites yes. from the tribe of Judah. So they are David's people. And we'll keep that in mind for a little bit later. Um, but he has been tr- betrayed by them before, and yet God saved him. And mm-hmm. in, this, in these moments, it, it alludes to more than once, David had a chance to kill Saul each time that David spared him, or that God, God saved David. And then David spared Saul, and Saul right. admitted he was wrong. So again, David is saying, God, vindicate me. Yeah. Right? And if you're curious, First hmm. Samuel chapter 23 and yeah. 26. Yes, exactly. I love how it all kind of pieces together here. So that's kind of where this is coming from. So da- David is once again calling out to God. Mm. This has happened again. Save me. <laughs> I'm calling ha- on your this name. This has happened again. I feel like that's every time I have a car problem. This has yeah, happened again. This is happening again. <laughs> and who do we call to? Yeah. Who do we uh, call? Well, yeah. we ask God. I think our cars only run. Because we pray over them every day and ask yeah, God to just keep them going. That's a possibility. <laughs> and um, then we have verse 2 where David says, Oh God, hear my prayer. Give ear to the words of my mouth. So again, he's calling out to God. Listen to me. Hear me. Yeah. Save me. That's a pretty common thing for David to say too, right? Like it's in a lot yeah. of the Psalms where uh, he... Yeah. It's, so you kind of have to start going, is this him asking God to hear him or is this him reassuring himself that God hears him? I think it's both. Right? Right? Yeah. I think it's both. He's He's you know, petitioning God to hear him, but at the same time reminding him that God has heard me in the past. God has done all of these things. He will hear me. He will, right? That trust that God has got the future already in place. 
even though we haven't lived it yet. Mm -hmm. And then we have verse 3 where he says, For strangers have risen against me. Ruthless men seek my life. They do not set God before themselves. So here he has the strangers, these people, the Ziphites, who are actually Israelites, and yet they betrayed David. So he's referring to them as strangers. I don't recognize them. Mm -hmm. They aren't acting like I want them to act or I thought they would act. They are strangers to me. They are against me. So therefore, I don't know them. I don't recognize them. They don't honor God. And rejecting David, they are rejecting God. So they have this. There's a lot of layers here, I think, that David is talking about. Yeah. And I mean, we, you have the straight across application to our world today where you have lots of people in church yeah, and they're there not because they love Jesus or not because they're committed to the things that the church are doing in the community or love scripture. They just think it's a good, like this makes me a good person. So I'm just going to go do this. Yeah. Or it's something they do by rote, right? Like they call themselves Christians, but we don't recognize them as the same in our family. (laughs) So then David goes on and says, Behold, God is my helper. Mm. The Lord is the upholder of my life. In this moment, David is once again, I have no one but God. Right? Right. I'm running for my life again. David is confident that God is his helper, that God is the one who upholds his life. He is recognizing that God is in control. Like we just said, God has the future in hand. It's planned out. It will be the way that God has ordained it to be. Right. Uh, right. We just haven't lived through it yet. So David holds on to that trust. He holds on to that knowledge that he is safe in the hand of God. Yeah. But he doesn't know what that looks like yet. Yeah, exactly. And I feel that that's a lot, a lot of David's life. There's a good Spurgeon quote right there. I, there's a lot of Spurgeon quotes no, that I, I came across. I, you know what? I've, <laughs> I've stayed away from them for uh-huh. a while just because sometimes when you are... You, when you're addicted to something, you have to you hold have to yourself give yourself back, a break, right? so prove I, to yourself that I you do can love, handle it. I do love Charles Haddon Spurgeon and, and yes, you his, do. his preaching, but uh, <laughs> in this verse, right, with uh, the Lord is with those who uphold my life, he will repay my enemies for their evil. Hmm. The quote is just, they worked for evil, yep. and the Ziphites will get their wages. That's right. Right? That's I just like that. That's right. And um, I think that kind of goes also like into verse five, right? He oh, will yeah. return yeah, yeah. the evil to my enemies in your faithfulness, put an end to them. Yeah. So evil will be returned for evil because they deny and reject God. Right. Right. So um, the Lord is going to defend David. He will put an end to them. Mm-hmm. And I love how this is saying that, you know, God will put an end to them because yeah. David has had the chance, yeah, right? Yeah. When God has saved yeah. him in the past, God has... Um, given David that opportunity even uh, to end Saul, but David is saying, no, God, this is your right. This is not mine. So I'm waiting for you. Yeah. And that's shows a lot of self-control and a lot of yeah, trust. Absolutely. Right? How, absolutely. how often do we find ourselves in a situation where we can take control and we can end or we can change things, but in a way that is maybe not moral yeah. or not the way that it should be? Do we stop and recognize that God has got this and I will just trust in him? Yeah. And I will be, you know, authentic and walk in integrity in my relationship with the Lord through this, regardless yes. of what's happening around me. So this exactly. is what David is doing here. Um, verse 6, 
with the free will offering I will sacrifice to you. Now here I think mm. we have to understand that free will offering is very significant, right? Yep. The Old Testament, they made sacrifices for many things, sin, all kinds of different things that required sacrifices to be in right relationship. Yep. A free yep. will sacrifice is a sacrifice made to God without a specific reference to a previous vow, yep. to, to something that had been broken and needed to be fixed. It didn't need to be made, but it was done by free will, it was done freely, out of gratitude, out of thanksgiving. So here, David is giving thanks to the name of the Lord because his name is good. Yeah. He is thanking God. He's not demanding rescue here. Right. Um, and one of the, I came across, a, came across a quote that said, David was able to praise God while the problem remained and before prayer was answered. And I just thought that was so powerful. How often do we find ourselves in situations that we desperately want out of? We yeah. desperately want rescue from. <laughs> uh, daily. <laughs> yeah. Are we able to praise God in the problem, in mm. the angst, yep. before our prayer is answered? Yeah. Through the chaos and the turmoil, are we able to praise God? Mm. This is what a free will sacrifice is. Yeah, yeah. A free will it's, offering. It's interesting to me in this psalm okay. that the free sacrifice right the, the free un, will the unobligated yeah i just want to i just yeah. want to give yeah comes right after the cut them off <laughs> yeah. right like i think that's where he's waiting for the answer to prayer it hasn't happened but there's but there's there's the like those opposed to god are going to be cut off oh, right yes. so even if you bring it forward to the, the gospels you've got the yeah. idea of the the vine and the branches and the branches right. that will be cut off that mm -hmm. don't bear fruit and they'll be yep. tossed into the fire and and but then we have this reality, like our mm. lives bear fruit. So there's this offering that should yeah. come, and it's not an out of Thanksgiving. It's, it's not an obligation. Yeah. Right? No. Right. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. I do love that. I had never really paid attention to that before, but I dug a little deeper, and I didn't realize. Like I guess when you think of all of the sacrifices they made, they had quite this. Not a schedule, but they had quite the... Um... Yeah, there's a schedule, and, and there have been people that have tried to figure out, like, what would this actually cost your average right. family? Yeah, yeah. And and they say, like, you know, we all kind of boil down giving and go, oh, like, it should be 10%. And reality is, if you take all of the Old Testament sacrifices, the Old Covenant sacrifices that had to be made, it's probably much more like 30 to 50% of an wow. average family's income. Right. Like you're giving... You're giving hmm. a lot, and and obviously, it's not quite tied to income the way we think it is. Right, right. Like every family is called to do these sacrifices, mm -hmm. and and wealthier families, yes, can do get, more, get a bigger get animal. A, yeah, right? yeah. But, but not the birds. But it's maybe, not but. like they went, wow, you you own businesses, so you've got to do five. Right. Like it's just you know didn't quite right. scale mm -hmm. on that. Uh, you know the way that we sometimes think that giving mm -hmm. should scale. Right. Yeah. No, exactly. So then he says, after the free will offering, I'll sacrifice to you. I will give thanks to your name, O Lord, for it is good. Mm. Mm. For he has delivered me from my, from my every trouble. Right. And my eye has looked in triumph on my enemies. So here David is confident of the future because of his experience in the past. Mm. God has yep. delivered him so many times that he believes it will happen again. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Um, I just, I love that. And how, how many times for us, walking through our life and our journey with Jesus, 
he has, re- and I think of you and I even, he has mm-hmm. rescued us from so many things. Yep. Uh, not before they caused pain, or we did have to trust him through it for sure. But then when something else comes up, it's almost like we've forgotten yeah. that. Yeah, you know, absolutely. how many times it's good to remind ourselves, no, God has done this. Yep. God will do yeah. this. We, we all have a record of God's faithfulness to us. It's just whether or not we remember it yes. and think about it and and rest on it. Right? And like, rest on it. I think we have to be intentional in that because in our in our human sinfulness, we just we don't mm-hmm. remember it. We want answers now. We want what we want. But yet when we stop, intentionally remember what God has done. I mean, what God has done on the cross for us, but what yeah. God has done in our own lives, yeah. um, on our own journeys, to trust him for the future. And then David goes on to say that he's looked his enemies in the eye, right? Like, I mm-hmm. will, my eye has looked in triumph. How many times has David actually defeated his enemies <laughs> and looked, like, literally <laughs> looked at them in the eye? Yeah. Uh, he knew what victory felt like, yeah. right? And yeah. so he, again, is trusting that he will know what yeah. victory feels and, like. And that's one of, the, one of the things, right, off the start with David. Yeah. The people or the armies of Israel hid from, from like, Goliath. Right. As, well, and Goliath, yes, exactly. As he's exactly. screaming, come out and face me. <laughs> yeah. And so David's now saying, like, oh, yeah, I've, I've faced some enemies. You've delivered me. Yes. Right? Because this isn't a case of his strength. David no. defeated Goliath. No, no. God defeated 100%. Goliath. Right? Yes. And, and so here he's saying that same thing again. It's like, I've looked at my enemies. Yeah, I've looked at them literally in the eye. <laughs> so I guess my question today for us, for you, is what has God walked you through in the past? What do you need to remember and then trust that He will bring you through in your future? When you find yourself alone, Feeling alone, like David was here, he turned to God in prayer. Mm. He had faith, he had trust that God has a plan, and he praised him with joy. So that is my encouragement. When you find yourself alone, when you feel alone, turn to God in prayer. Rest on your faith. Trust, intentionally trust, on purpose, trust that he has a plan for you. And then praise him with joy because he is not finished with you. Yeah. Well, thanks for joining us for our conversation today. If you've enjoyed the podcast, you can always subscribe, leave a like or a comment on our social streams, or even tell others about us. We appreciate any help in getting connected to people who are interested. As always, you can find us online at discipleship.ca and on Facebook and Instagram. Have a great day. Hope you can join us next time. Until next time. <laughs>